You know, I've just been reviewing some of the podcasts that we've done over the last couple of months. And I know we started off in the first of the year talking about how the church is in a transition. That, that, they, that the, the disciples had to transition in the book of Acts. We looked at that <clears throat> transitioning from walking with Jesus personally, hearing his voice, being able to touch him and, and feel his flesh. And, and yet um, now in the, new, in the book of Acts, they transitioned. They had to make a transition to hearing him by his spirit. He, he, dele- he delegated to them by the spirit and he didn't do any more miracles. They're the ones that are going to do it now. He's, he's uh, delegating his authority. And um, <clears throat> I've always been um, taken with the fact that the first words that Jesus came on the scene saying was, repent and believe the kingdom is at hand. And then in the book of Acts chapter one, when he was leaving and his disciples were looking on, it was uh, receive power and be a witness. So those are the four instructions he has for his, his disciples. Repent and believe and receive power and be a witness. And that's what we want to do. And we're looking at the, we've been looking at the fact that the church is in a transition now. It's a transitioning time. You know, we're going to be changing from one age to the next. And the kingdom of God will be the principal part in this next age. It's, the seed was planted when Jesus was crucified, dead, and buried, but he was raised from the dead and built a church over the revelation knowledge of that, that he was uh, Christ, the son of the living God, and he died for our sins. And the church has been building through the, through the centuries. And now we're going to transition uh, again to another age and things will be done uh, I'm reminded, you know, when in the old in the Old Testament, where it says, "When they went into their new land, the manna ceased, and God's provision in a particular way stopped, and it picked up in a new way." So, the way things were done in the in in this first age it will be different in the next age that we're coming into, and the church will have to learn how to do business the way the kingdom does. I mean, the the financial aspects of the kingdom are different. The health and healing solutions of the kingdom are different. You know, his word is medicine to our flesh and he's our physician. Uh, finances and, and increase comes through seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping. It's an agricultural system, not a merchandising system uh, like the world system is. So we're going to have to learn to do business God's way and not um, and and not not hold on to the old ways. And I was reminded too that the leaders of the old ways sometimes are the, are the worst ones to get them to change their ways because uh, we, we really need to stay light on our feet. And I remember years back with, uh, with the Lord, him uh, asking him something about the book of Revelations. And he just said, don't nail your feet down on anything. And stay light on your feet. Stay where you can hear me. Stay close to the Holy Spirit. And that's what we've been looking at. And also our families, you know, that was what we started off with, was to know that our families, if 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 we're in a time of transition, just say, what if? What if we're in a time of transition? What if it's getting very close to the return, of, to the rapture of the church? Am I ready? I mean, sometimes I think, well, sure, I'm ready. Well, I don't know. Sometimes things happen and you think, well, I don't know if I'm ready or not. I want to make sure I'm ready. And the Holy Spirit has been sent to get us ready. 
And so we want to know that we can hear from him and uh, stay close to him and let him guide us and lead us. And that's what we're looking at. Also, we did a segment on don't be afraid of the darkness. Deep darkness will cover the earth. Yea, deep darkness, but you will rise and shine. As we are preparing our household for the return of Christ, we do that through intercessory prayer. We stand in the gap. Remember, in the beginning, it was all the wickedness that was going on in the nation of Israel. And the Lord said, but I look for a man among them who would stand in the gap and build up the hedge. And that's what we're wanting to do. We discussed that Rahab in the book of Joshua, she was a harlot on the wall to Jericho. And, and she was, uh, uh, she ministered to the spies that came into the land to spy out the land. She hid them from the authorities there and she took care of them. And so they told her that if you will put the scarlet thread out your window, uh, we will not harm your house when we come through. We may read into that later on. But um, so like Rahab, we're putting our household. We, remember, we were making a list and writing down who's there. And you and, and the Lord discuss it and put the people in there. If you don't have a big family yourself, grab your neighbors. Anybody. In fact, actually, just stay open because he may, the Holy Spirit may uh, give you a heart for people that you think, I can't believe I've got such a heart for this person. And you'll have an unconditional love for somebody. Put them in your household and start believing God for their soul, that they will be ready and they will be, um, I found a really good scripture in Second Thess Thessalonians 3, like verse 5, it talks about leading them into the love of God and the steadfastness of Jesus Christ. That's a good short thing to say. And remember, the words that we speak, they're creative. And they go out and they can cause things to happen when we speak. And we've talked about getting focused on, a, on an individual and um, uh, just giving your heart over to um, see that they make it. Uh, I remember one time the Lord saying to me uh, if, about a certain person, if they stood before me today, would they be ready? And I had to say they were a nice person. They were a good person. But I don't know that according to the Bible, they would be ready to face Christ. And so uh, that's what you can ask him to show you people like that, that he needs partners. Remember the last time we, we saw about the, the, the uh, Romans chapter 8, where he helps our infirmities. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself helps our intercession, makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he searches the hearts and knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And so um, he he's our helper and we have someone to help us. And he wants he, he needs somebody to partner with. Remember, we saw that a partner that the word helpeth has to do with being a partner. It says um, co-laborers, a partnership in cooperation always describes what you do with someone else. It would never describe what someone just does for you. So many times we want to turn things over and let God do it. But he's saying, no, we're partners. It's like a marriage. And sometimes we can stir him up and sometimes he can stir us up to do certain things. If you feel a strong heart uh, for someone, that's because God's wanting to pray through you 
He's wanting to pray through you for that person. And he needs a man in the earth to speak words and ask him to come get involved for that person. And that person, see, probably doesn't know that Jesus bore the sins of the whole world at the cross. Probably doesn't know what the what what happened at the cross. And so you know, if you know, then you stand in the gap and you say, Lord, thank you that Jesus bore his sin or their sin in his body at the cross and by his stripes they were healed. And uh, and and you are putting sin, you're, you're separating that person out from their sin. And by the way, we're all born in sin. So you can't say, well, I don't have any sin. I don't sin. You're born that way. We're born in the sin of iniquity. We're born with a corrupted seed from the garden. And we'll, we'll discuss that someday. I was just thinking the other day, we, we talk about being need to, need to be saved, but you think, why do I need to be saved? Well, we're going to talk about that. So um, he's looking for a partner in the earth because he delegated his authority to man. And he's put, he's put things in charge, man in charge. And when Jesus left the earth, he, he had won his authority, their authority back. And he said to them, to his disciples, all authority has been given to me. Now you go and preach the gospel and lay hands on the sick and, and do the work of the ministry. So um, and the Holy Spirit is our partner and he wants to partner with us. And he is, we, look, we saw this last week too. He is intense. He is intensely against anything that would steal you away. And I was uh, watching, I was reading just recently uh, one of these things from um, from Rick Renner's book, uh, Sparkling Gems, and it's um, James chapter 4, verse 5, and it talks about how the Holy Spirit earnestly yearns for us. He's yearning for us personally, but he's also yearning for us as a partner to get his ministry done. And the book of Acts, you know, we have Father in the Old Testament, Jesus in the Gospels, and the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. And so uh, that, that ministry is still going on. And what we've discussed earlier is that the safest place for you and I to be in the time of darkness and the time of all this sin and wickedness and evil, the safest place we can be is doing the work of the ministry, is praying in the Holy Ghost, building ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And um, that's a safe place. Jesus said, pray that you enter not into temptation. And he didn't mean to pray that you don't enter into temptation. He said, when you're praying, you won't enter into temptation. So uh, being involved in a prayer group, being involved in prayer personally, you and the Holy Spirit, um, just offering ourselves to his ministry that we can, um, it really gets exciting when you work with him on these things. And when you sit, when you know that you ask and, and then you see the unfolding of that happen and you know that somebody's life has been changed forever. Someone is not even going to go to hell and their life has been changed forever and their de destiny is unfolding before them, the one that God has for them. And you know, you got to participate in that. That is really very exciting. There's, there's no drug <laughs> that can make you higher than knowing that. It's just like when you lead somebody to the Lord. Well, when you've prayed and interceded for them for breakthrough, uh, 
it's the same thing. This was um, something that Rick Renner had put out in his Sparkling Gems. The Holy Spirit earnestly yearns for you. And James 4, 5 says, Do you think that the the Scripture saith in vain, the Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth, lusteth, lusteth to envy? And the word lust there is for is a craving. It says um, an intense desire, a craving, a hunger, an ache, a yearning for something, a longing or pining for something. More specifically, it describes an intense, abnormal, excessive yearning. And he compares it to someone who's addicted to a drug or alcohol, and they they get they're drowning out. And they're into that craving stage and they're doubling over in pain. He's, he's likened that when the Holy Spirit lusteth to envy. We always look at the word lust and just think of it as sexually. But the Holy Spirit, it's a, it's a, a deep craving desire. And that's how he craves for you and, you and I, a deep craving desire. He desires to be there for us. He desires to get us into the fullness of the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. He desires to get us conformed into the image of Christ. He desires us. He desires to have first place in our life. And I, I want to give more of myself over to the work of the Holy Spirit, don't you? And so um, let's just pray about that right now. And then next, next time we'll um, look at, uh, there's so many things that I have here to look at. So many different aspects of intercessory prayer and the power of prayer. And um, uh, it, there's just a lot, and I'm excited about it. So I just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that each one of us, myself included, <clears throat> that we can um, increase. We pray for increase, and the increase to be uh, an ability to hear your voice, uh, to respond to your de- deep desire for us, and to increase our desire back for you, that we can be workers together with you in the vineyard of the kingdom. And I pray that for everyone that's listening to me, and I pray for breakthrough in their lives. Lord, that the breakthrough in their lives, wherever there's a hindrance that's holding them back, then we just plead the blood of Jesus over that, And we bind that work of the darkness over that in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just release them and we loose them and we set them free. You said uh, loose them and set them free. And that's what we do. And, and, And I thank you for making it clear to each one listening to my voice right now, making it clear to them uh, who, who you want them to target. Give them the strategy that that they need for that person that they're praying for, for that situation that they're praying for. And I thank you for a fresh anointing on each and every one of us for prayer. Just a hunger, that same hunger that we just saw, the yearning of the Holy Spirit, earnestly yearning for us, that we will have that yearning for, for communication with you and for prayer. And we just thank you for it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. I'll see you next time.